0: fit story tv the only platform that is focused on storytelling for fitness experts our mission with this podcast is to empower you to harness your vulnerability and lead with your story if this is your first time listening then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out when we drop more fire are you ready to record a podcast
1: let's do it mate let's do it
0: what is going on fit story fam Matthew Burbridge is back in the motherfucking house. Uh, And yes, if you were offended by bad language, then you probably wanna, I don't know, stick being offended in a little box and throw that bitch in the ocean. Because if you do switch off now, then you're gonna miss something really fucking good. Um, And that is on you. So don't be switching off, put the offended mentality away and lock yourself in because today i have with me a coach of coaches simon finch over at pinnacle what's fitness consultant what's up brother yeah yeah yes good good well we've been trying for a while right to get this moving this has been like what can we say mo- man
1: time difference is killer dude this this is what it is but um look it's, it's good to be here it's good to hook up and uh i'm, I'm really looking forward to to getting stuck in man we uh I think we were chatting there for half an hour before we hit go and we were like, dude, we've got to save this, 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 this stuff live recording. But now look, man, it's great to be here. Peace. And thank you for having me here. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm always appreciative. And anytime I can share anything with anyone and help anyone in any way, I'm winning, you know, I'm, I'm putting positivity out there. And that comes back in abundance when you do it for other people. So appreciate
0: 100%. it. 100%. Bro. And like, you know, like I said before, we did hit live even if it helps one person then nice job done you know Um, so just a few words on what you do and kind of who you help because we've been connected for obviously quite a while now and um, it's really quite clear to see that you've solidified a place in the market not by faking anything you know talking a good talk blah 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 blah, but you've actually solidified your place in the market by showing proven results over and over and over and over and that's just something that you know there's because the reason i say that is there's so many business coaches out there but some of them can talk the talk but there's very few walk the walk and that is something that I've seen you do even during this time now, even during COVID, like I've been seeing the client wins, the the results and, and, and the, the, the proof that, you know, you don't just talk the talk, bro. You fucking walk the walk too. So yeah, bro. It's um pleasure to have you on.
1: Yeah. Thanks, bro. Look, look it's, it's one of them. Look, it's been like, it's always humbling to be able to thrive and not just survive in times of Um, in times of hurt around the world. Do you know what I mean? I think that's always a choice though, but look, it's uh, basically it's it's been a long journey, but to give you a summary of what we do is basically I run a a consulting company called Pinnacle Fitness Consulting, and I specialize in helping primarily face-to-face personal trainers grow to six figures fast and scale to multiple figures as well, multiple six figures uh, just as fast. Um, And I think I've said fast there twice. Look, I mean, it's basically when you work with a lot of people and first and foremost, I think it's important of highlighting when you've done something, your fucking self, a coach, I'm qualified to be a coach because I've actually done it. This isn't like I've made two sales in a gym. I quit because I'm a <laughs> failure and I want to go coach people how to do it. Everyone knows there are, there are a few coaches out there, which let the rest of the pack down. But because I did it myself, I'm coaching people my journey. That's what I'm doing. So I'm coaching people what I personally did. And I, I grew a, a near half a million dollar fitness business myself, hiring trainers, leveraging workload like that. And basically that's what we do. So it's basically a complete and a replication of um, me. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, and it, you know, thankfully uh, the way that I deliver it, which is I've been told by my guys. And obviously it's only my guys that are working with me clients that, that tell me this because they're the ones that experience it that the way in which I'm delivering this in, in a highly intimate nature is just, it's just something of the past. Mm. I think a lot of people, they want questions answered and they want actual help, not communicate with us through a Facebook group and then I'll comment below and that's how you get interaction with a coach. That's not mm. coaching. It's not consulting. So I provide an intimate coaching uh, product that shows you as a face-to-face trainer in a gym, primarily in a gym, to get the six figures fast and scale to multiple
0: sixes yeah and the shit works dude i mean don't anyone just pop on your fucking instagram or <laughs> facebook go look at the results they're there right yeah. um bro we want to get this in there before we kind of dive into your story because that's really what you're here for uh you've got a newborn man so congrats Thanks. thank it's you pretty- thank you yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how's, how how is it
1: uh, look it's amazing brother like I mean for anyone that has kids you know like yourself you know and it, it's amazing it's special I think the only thing I'm a bit shit scared of is two under two but uh we got we got two under two but um that little baby Alexandra, <laughs> she's doing well she's upstairs it's good
0: and man and That's life
1: good. is good dude. you know life is good and um I, I couldn't be more grateful, you know. It's special, so yeah. lucky to have that. When we when we close the doors on the on the office, I can go home, you know, to them every day. <clears throat> it's humbling, man, and that's what life's about, isn't
0: it? Yeah, bro. And there's some crazy shit that's been going on in, in the world, but there are also some blessings, you know. I mean, I, you know, I've got twins on the way, right?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> were saying, dude. Oh,
0: man. Good luck. Uh, I, well, I did. I made a joke. So get this right. When I was in the because I've only been able to go to two scans because of all this bollocks. All this yeah, man. I went and to, none, been able to none. Yes. None. Fucking joke, man. But um, it was funny because in the second scan, when I went, this was like 20 weeks. So we found out the sex of the babies. And um, and, and when she said, oh, so you've got two, it looks like two girls. Now, I've already got two girls. I've got my daughter, Millie Grace, and then I also have my partner. Iona. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, two yeah. more girls. And I thought it would be because it's just my humor. I was like, ah, oh, for real. Then I'm definitely gonna have to start jabbing some steroids in me just to balance out <laughs> the test in the hat Like, and I thought it was a funny joke, but it was just fucking silence in the room, man. I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I thought people like might
0: it. laugh, but nobody did.
1: Um <laughs> Some people some people don't love it the, they don't like the humor man some people don't get that
0: that that humor you know it was probably something weird to hear as well from like you know they're just all they're there to do is just show you the fucking baby and they're like what about talking about steroids like, don't yeah, they. yeah 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 don't take them it was just a joke. They
1: don't go in the same sentence very often baby there's no <laughs> <not>.
0: <laughs> anyway right so bro i really really enjoyed the first part of it well i enjoy all the podcasts but um the first part of it is 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 my favorite and it's my favorite because it's the part where we kind of um, we dive into your backstory. And, and the reason I love that is because everybody has had one. Right. Everyone listening to this knows what it's like to be a kid and grow up and, you know, have birthdays and have setbacks and face their first, you know, crushing relationship and blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows kind of what that feels like to have a backstory to where they are today. So if we had to hop back and go back some years, and I mean, we're going back some years to the very beginning, where did you grow up? Um, what was life like for you growing up? And yeah, I want to like dive into that and unpack it. Tell yeah, for sure.
1: Um, so uh, as, as, as you you listeners may be able to tell, like I, I'm, I'm British, right? So I'm based in Australia. I've got the Australian twins going on, but I'm from England and I'm from Exeter and Devon. Right. So grew up in Exeter or Exmouth. So just on the coast south of Exeter, a lovely little part of the world, a quiet part of England. Um, and grew up there. Great. Look, I, we've always been, me and my two sisters, we've always been told by other people how lucky we are to have had the upbringing that we've had. And I, I literally praise to mum and dad for, for if they ever get to listen to this, like, you know what I'm saying? But Praise to them, um, they they gave us everything. We weren't spoiled, but we were raised very well. Great upbringing, super, super clean, super slick family. Do you know what I mean? No um, stuff that unfortunately some other people have to deal with that goes on in, in the world today. And it was just a great upbringing, man. Um, that, that was the, the foundation you could call it I mean there's a lot of times where I personally self-reflect and look at myself because
0: mm.
1: I'm not a, I'm not a PT dude like and I'm, I'm like, I am a business I am a coach I'm a teacher but I'll tell you how I've got that and how I came to realize that I am a teacher but mm. if you look at me dude there, I'd be probably in the bottom five percent of like what PT should look like right I'm not ripped I've never been jacked I've never seen my abs right? But look, the foundation is solid to enabling me to eventually then go on to when we fast forward twenty years, where I fell into that PT bracket, which then enabled me to go and become a coach. So that was that's the foundation, and the foundation back in in, in Devon and England was was solid before what kind of went on from there, man. So yeah,
0: that's the mm. foundation. And because I like to ask questions about like because um, everything that you know we kind of. Uh, everything that we do as we get older is has been downloaded from our parents right so you know we we look at how they navigate the world and we kind of look at how they're doing it and we learn subconsciously and consciously through that um so talking about the foundation what are some of the what are some of the values and and the things that your parents instilled in you at a young age
1: The, the the most the most important trait that i've ever been allowed to suck up from them is being allowed to fuck up and fail and figure your own way out of it. That's the man. It gives me goosebumps. Just, just saying that
0: mm-hmm. my mum
1: and dad did an exceptional job from a very young age to allow us to obviously, if we were in any danger, they're not allowed, they're not, not going to allow me to go jump a fucking cliff or whatever. I want to go cliff diving and they're going to allow me to jump off something too high. No, <laughs> but Like they allowed me to fuck up, make mistakes and learn from them and get my own way out of them. That As life progressed and, you know, I was going through big decisions, sort of like, you know, do I go to uni or do I drop out? You know, those decisions we all go through. Mm. I chose to become a geologist. We'll get to this in more detail as the next part of the journey. But they were like, why? They were just like, why? You can do that. That's fine. Why? And I was like, I don't know, because I've been told I want to go to university for the experience. So I might as well cho- choose something I did OK in in high school. So they were like, cool, they just let it happen. Whereas, you know, in that sort of sense, when it comes to education, we all know there are millions of people around the world that are forced in different directions. Mm. So going back to what I was saying, being able to make my own decisions, even if they knew they were going to I was going to learn from them. Right, mm. and this is the way I will I'll raise my own children. Now it's a, it's mm. a case of, okay, you want to do that, son? I know he's going to probably hit a couple of road bumps here and there, but he'll learn from them, and he'll and that's exper- That shit is fucking priceless. It's
0: yeah, it's humongous, invaluable. And I think mm.
1: the, only now speaking to you, when we, you know, and this is right at the beginning of the podcast. God knows what I will unlock and take away from this podcast personally for my own personal development. Only thinking about it now, that shit is ingrained in me now. And it would not have been unless, like, like you said, we inhabited that from our parents. You know, mm. um, I fail multiple fucking times at everything that I do. People only see the fucking green, like the green flashy shiny diamonds on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they only yeah. see that. And and you know, a lot of your boys that you, that you interview and girls, will talk about this. You know, like business owners and. Talk about going through shit to get to the gold. This is all part of it. And I think I was ingrained from a very young age to, you know, son, you go do that and Mm. you'll find out if it's right or wrong or not right or wrong, but whether it's, you know, going to take you where you think it's going to take you or whether you're going to learn from it. So then you can then go again and find the way that you were hoping to, to go.
0: Mm. You know, Mike Zeller was on the podcast a little while back and he said about, um, viewing, um, viewing failure, through a bit of a different lens and it sounds yeah. to me like that's kind of what your your, what your parents kind of did is you yeah. know they didn't look at failure in the same way that most people do they actually saw it as um you know what can this failure teach him what can he learn from embracing failure and let's not get involved too much if he wants to go do this pursue this do that um you know then cool And even though they know it, maybe that's why, because they they kind of could could understand that there's actually a lot of growth in it when we fail fast and forward. It's it's good for us, you know?
1: You've hit it and you've hit it, bro. And like failing forward, obviously it's massive. I mean, I'll never forget the time I I got caught. I I got caught drink driving. I was barely over the limit. I was young, I was immature. We've all been through stupid shit, right? And um, I'll never forget it, man. I, I, the worst thing that killed me is that I told my mum I would never drink drive. I had four beers, and ironically, it was the day that I failed my test by one point. Right? No. So I failed, right? So this is just what happens. You can't make this shit up, right? But that night, anyway, I was um, I was seeing I was seeing a girl, and then she went home at nine thirty. I went out for four beers with the boys, and then I drove. My mate had been out all night, plastered, right? And I drove his car home and got pulled over. Anyway, I got locked up for the night. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. My dad picked me up at 4.30 in the morning from the cop shop. We got in a car, drove home, didn't say a word, and he just never said anything about it again. And it wasn't it wasn't a fact that it was like, son, I'm disappointed in you. It was just like, you fucked up, you learn now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my mom was disappointed because, you know, and she was upset, just crying. You know, you said you'd never do that. And it was just a stupid, immature decision. And I was tipsy. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't recommend drink driving guys. This is what I'm saying. I was young. <laughs> I was pooping, and I
0: was Bro, like, on. you said, we, we've all done dumb shit. Dude like, shit,
1: it, <laughs> it's just like, and, but what I'm saying again, that was another massive point just to really reiterate that my upbringing has been solid in the fact that they will protect me. But always, if there are any life experiences, and I think this is what everyone should kind of take away. If you've ever felt yourself be a little bit reserved and given fear too much respect, if you give fear too much respect and you're scared of jumping out of comfort zones, I, from a very young age, was allowed and not encouraged, but kind of subtly pushed to Mm. experience what the wrong direction could lead you into and then to learn from your mistakes and move forward. And it's all experience under the belt. In, in the journey of
0: life I think it's powerful man I mean we, we, I've spoken about um parenting a few times on this podcast because it's um it, you know I, I actually said before that isn't it strange how we kind of parent uh in a way that is just kind of reflective of how we were raised um and unlike other things like personal development if you want it or business development you want to get good at that what do you do you go read a book You go invest time, money, energy into those things. But isn't it strange that people don't do that with parenting? Correct. We don't like, yeah, just for the most part, people don't do it. So it really comes down to, you know, I I mean, it sounds like you've had a really fucking good upbringing, you know, when you were young, but as you kind of get a little bit older, um, what does the transition into um, away from drink driving and toward uh, fitness look like for you how does that transition so, look
1: oh, man it's, it's, it's a great story man and I, I'm this is why I've been buzzing to jump on with you brother and I appreciate it it's to share this because people don't know people just like I said they see the glitz the glamour they see the shiny objects and that's all they fucking care about really mm-hmm.
0: let's be honest mm-hmm. so, so it's the perceived identity isn't it that's all correct cool. and they until, until we lay it out yeah until that's we lay right. it they out forget. and say this they is forget it forget the
1: fucking humans and we've been through hardship and stuff so look, with that being said so we, we were in in england like i said in devon and then um, my dad at the time he worked for barclays right it's a massive english bank right and they have an offshore uh based center in the isle of man right so for anyone that doesn't know the isle of man it's basically a small island in between northern ireland and england sort of up up north of so liverpool right And they have some very famous motorbike racing there. That's how everyone knows the Isle of Man, right? So anyway, because it's an offshore tax haven, Barclays Bank are Associated there, or based some of their offshore stuff there, we we moved there. So we went through a very tough transition then after having a solid upbringing, which continued throughout all of my upbringing. But a a tough transition at the age of, I think I was about 11 or 12 when I was in... I think it was like year, year nine, secondary school. So it'd be about 12, 13 or something. Anyway, leaving my friends that I thought I was going to grow up with to be able to go on the drink with and experience, you know, you know, going out partying with and doing all these mature things that you do with that you chase when you're like so close to it, right? To be having them stripped away. So we moved to a, a different country inevitably, although it's attached mm. to England pretty much um, in the United Kingdom. We moved there and then Fast forward again, went through a, a load of years there. I think I did 10 years there. And the transition into the fitness industry began in the Isle of Man. And this is super important. My best friend, um, and he became a best friend of mine over there. For this we connected because he had also moved to the Isle of Man with his mom and dad for the accounting sector for his parents, right? Because their their connection to it. And because of that bond. We, we kind of just become really, really close, you know, and it's, oh, he's going through what I'm going through, similar age group. Anyway, mm. grew up, him and his brother were always known as the two brothers in school that were the popular ones and the fit freaks. And this is where it all began. Mm. And they were super fit. They were A-grade rugby players. They could also drop back and play fucking football at a different level. It's rare you see a rugby player, A-grade, play be so good at football right, at the same time. Mm. And um, I was always in the shadow of that. But then f- forecast to get off, uh, uh, fast forward again then to when school finished, I went to university, but Lance, my best friend, followed his older bro- uh, brother, Sean's footsteps of becoming a personal trainer. So I went away to do my geology, like, you know, like I said to you, I went to university to do geology because I just wanted to experience uni. And that was back in England, in Plymouth, mm. right? They stayed on the island and uh, became PTs and Lance followed in his brother's footsteps. And I remember speaking to him all the time and going, what are you up to, bro? He'd be like, nothing. And it was two o'clock in the day. Most people have finished, they've graduated from school, they're in work if they didn't go to uni. I'm like, this PT gig's got a bit of a ring to it, not being working at two o'clock in the day. And I was like, that was was it. That was like the first day. I'll never forget it. Mm. That was the first click. And I was like, hmm, like, I don't know like I'm not I'm like they would they were jacked like this so, is like, you know
0: so you wasn't like a, a like a, a super athletic teen or yeah, anything bro like that, I've, I've oh. been
1: a I've been handy enough I can I can play football I played for my university in, in five-a-side futsal and I'm fit I've be, always been fit enough like as a kid I was fit enough mm. um but apart though, like from proper I've
0: athleticism been- yeah
1: yeah, never been obsessed with with aesthetics. I've never been st- obsessed with getting in shape. I've never been obsessed with the gym at all. At all. But I got attracted to the lifestyle and this is while I was still studying to be a geologist. So we're not even getting close to how I've ended up on the fucking other side of the world <laughs> in Melbourne teaching PTs. So again, that was the kind of first thing, man, the first part of where it transitioned into fitness. Um from there basically I finished my geology degree. The next step was use the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And if for anyone that doesn't know geology, it's being a rock doctor, and <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's basically learning about the earth and shit, and you know how fucking tectonic plates move. And basically, when you go to a beach and you see the the cliffs. How those fuckers were made, right? It's that simple. Mm. So it's quite interesting, and I did like it.
0: I actually enjoyed that share school as well, to be fair. Yeah, it was it, it was that it, over it, religious studies, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. It's also the religion of the earth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but oh, yeah. It's, it's it's good. I liked it. Anyway, that drove me to go to Australia, and I continued to speak to Lance, and now he was he was a shit PT in terms of in terms of a business owner. He was in ridiculous shape. And I think like we've all seen these PTs, you know, like ridiculous shape. They train Mm. themselves two, three times a day, Yeah, minimal clients, but they just love what they're doing. And they love the lifestyle and and fair play to them, you know, all power Mm. to them. But I kept speaking to him and I was like, it just kept eating away. The geology thing never worked. It never worked.
0: Well, I I can imagine it's pretty fucking hard to get a job in geology, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Well, look, well, you've got to think about it like this, brother. Like, Australia is renowned for the mining industry. That's why I came here. And when you study geology, you're drilled, literally, pardon the pun, you're drilled into Australia because of the mines here. So that's why I came. But when I came here, and all this shit happens for a fucking reason, the mining industry, it dropped off completely. And I was left with, what you have three months to do regional work to extend your holiday visa for a second year, right? I When I, I got actually offered sponsorship with a big mining company, I went in just before I started my first shift there. Everyone got let go. I had three months to the fucking day, to the day, to get this regional work done in fuck nowhere in Australia. So they basically the government sends backpackers to go pick fruit or go help people in the communities that need labor, right? And if you do three months there, you can get a second year. So I was like, mm. I need to fucking do this today. Luckily, I had a hookup from the Isle of Man who was in Darwin in the tropics. And I went up there, got into construction, and I was uh, doing civil construction. Again, staying in touch with lands. What's going on? Yeah, not much, just training my clients. I think this subconsciously, thinking back at it, it had a, f- a humongous effect subconsciously. And we always talk about it, Matt, like mm. the, the power of the subconscious. Uh, you are molded, and this is deep right now, but you are molded by certain things in life that you are not physically aware of. Mm-hmm. And again, I've never thought about it like this, but speak to Lance every week, what you're doing, chilling at home, two in the afternoon, train my clients. You know, I'd help this guy achieve, lose 10 and I, I never thought nothing of it nothing nothing of it at all went to darwin continued to work in the construction stuff up there you know for the civil stuff and i met my my now wife absolute superstar she had an absolute massive thing to do with where the rest of the journey pans out but um fast forward through where did you where
0: did you where did you meet her
1: in so in darwin so my missus is from ireland she's from dublin originally and so i met her in darwin so in the Northern territory uh, I, I basically i went there to go do this three months work to get my second year visa with the intention of trying to go get a job in the mines again never happened i ended up staying there for four years and um
0: what was she there I, for what was she so there for? same
1: well like darwin darwin is known as the the backpacker town where people can go and Darwin is is, is different. You know how I said you got to go regional to work in fruit picking farms and shit like that. Darwin is a is a main capital city, but it's 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 so remote. You can go there and work as anything, right? And guys like to work in construction because it pays well and still get your three months signed off. So a lot of people go there rather than going into like I could I could go I'm in Melbourne, I could go two hours north and go pick fucking mangoes but it's shit work and it's cold and you fucking snakes and spiders and all that. I wanted to go to Darwin because I could get, you know, good coin for three months. And anyway, stayed there and she was there for the same reason. She went there for work. Um And um yeah, basically we, we hooked up and she unlocked belief in me. Like I've never seen my missus. If it was not for my missus, I would not be where I am today. Period. I, I, oh, I owe that- Yeah.
0: Cause I was going to say that this, 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 subconsciously um driven vision i guess i could put it like that Like you kind of were speaking to your friend over and 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 the more conversations you did have with him i guess was kind of like building the vision in your mind for potentially what could happen if you took, pursued that maybe and i was completely and, unaware of it yeah yeah that's fucking mad i, I mean and, yeah and then you so you talk about um bumping into your missus that you didn't know was your missus at the time. Um, yeah. but bumping into her, um, and then getting into a, a relationship, I assume. You guys started yeah. dating and going through that. And this is why I was getting to hear the the belief you said, unlock the belief. So it was the reason why you hadn't already made the decision to venture toward, you know, what your friend was doing and do that was because of a lack of belief. You didn't That's think. A good you question. Could do it.
1: I, I still think to this, to this, like, I'm, I'm, this journey, I'm sort of elongating it out. We'll, we'll eventually get to the punchline soon. But I think I, I still at this point didn't, I still had no idea I was going to be a PT, mm. let alone mm. be to this, day, only a few years later to this day, be in this position that I'm in right now. Um, mm. I had no idea still. But when I met my missus, she was, she is, man, the most attractive thing about my missus is that she is a hungry ass bitch and she's Mm. a hustler. Like Mm. for me, that was the most amazing attraction to this woman. And like, obviously she's drop dead gorgeous as well, right? But like, the thing is, is that for me, grind, hustle like I'd never grinded or hustled I'd never owned my own business up until then I'd worked for fucking construction companies but Mm. when I came across this woman I was like and she was a woman right she was she's a woman She was, she's four years older than me she fucking inspired me and I still had no direction I still hadn't you know even thought that this subconscious fitness industry that Lance had been planting in my brain for a while was going to come to life but she then started to unlock this hustle and me that's the crucial thing about how the missus came along and after a while like i started to give her a bit of a bits of advice on her career and like oh you should be you know aiming higher you i started to coach her you know like subconsciously you know i just you know aim for the stars you're in a well underpaid job her first job was was barely over minimum wage but she was doing amazing things for that company and she was basically treated like shit i'd be like You need to aspire for more. And these are the first few signs of that coach in me that that sort of came out. But the main transition basically brother is we went through these few years and she went through various jobs. With my help of pushing her in the right direction and I had no idea I was doing a good job of this and just backing her whatever she wanted to do but just subtly being there for her, supporting it. She said, I wanna go to Melbourne and this is where it all takes shape brother. And this this is where it all fucking comes together. I said to myself, I don't want to leave. I'll be honest with you. The party lifestyle in Darwin was fucking lucrative, you know? Um, But then again, Darwin has a shelf life. It's proper Australia. It's it's small. It's boiling hot. There's fucking crocodiles everywhere. You can't swim in the sea. It's amazing up there. It's proper Australia, but it has a shelf life. And although I didn't want to leave it, because I was still in this party mentality. I was like 23, right? 24. Like, I didn't want to leave. I was like, fuck it, we'll do it. And when I said, all right, I'll go down to Melbourne with you. She picked up a job that had security. This is when I said to myself, what will I do? Because I'm not going down there being a, being in construction. And I said, do you know what? I've got six to 12 months before we are actually gonna leave and move down there. She said, "I'm gonna. we're doing this. It's gonna happen this this, this time next year. I was like, I'm gonna get my Cert III and Cert IV and study to be a PT that's when it that's when I. that's when i had that awakening and thought fuck it but i'm just gonna like, why not and i think i didn't it wasn't even a it wasn't even a decision map that I, I i i dwelled on it was kind of like my subconscious mind had made the decision up for me the path mm-hmm. was already laid the road was already built i just mm. I had to be pushed onto it
0: yeah so Make you the know the move yeah that's
1: it that's it. The, the, the next 12 or eight to 12 months, I think the missus left six months down the line. She had to go down and get settled into a job. I hustled, man. I worked on a building site um seven in the morning till five at night, came home and studied for four hours every night. I smashed out my studying. And um, by the time I finished it all up, I moved down to Melbourne. And that's where, the, that's where the PT stuff comes into life.
0: So this part here then is quite crucial because um obviously when you get into the fitness space, and it is that idea, in it, of this is going to be, you know, I'm going to be sipping fucking cocktails in Bali in no time. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be killing it. It's not going to take long to to get these clients. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You start, you start thinking, oh yeah, this has got to be real good. But then when you actually step into it, you realize that it's the complete fucking opposite and that you have to, you know, get clients and and that requires you to, to do marketing and that requires yeah, yeah. you to also try and be good at sales so you can convert and blah 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 and build yeah. an actual business so what i really want to ask because there may be someone listening to this now that is at that stage that is just about to venture toward i'm fucking we're nearly at a fuck it moment where i'm like i'm gonna try and be a pt or i'm gonna venture over to that yeah, yeah it can be hard starting it it could be really difficult so Talk to me about them early stages of you stepping into that. Did it pan out the way you might have thought? Did was it was it easy to get your first clients? Like talk to talk to me about that and yeah. unpack a little bit. Oh, the
1: the first client situation is uh, is a really good one. Um, look, first and foremost, I knew it would be tough. You are talking? I threw away a job in construction, which was earning me in, in between $1,500 and $1, 17 or eighteen hundred dollars a week. The wages over in Australia are, are, are superior to that of in yeah. England. But yeah. That's probably nearly a thousand pounds a week, right? So you're doing okay in the construction. I threw that shit away to start from zero. I had the safety net of my missus because she was in a great job. We'd moved down here for that reason. So I went into the gym. Um, it's it's a grind at the start. You've got to bear in mind as well, like I had had my missus, who is, she's a sales, she's in sales. So I had a lot of experience with sales. A lot of people, you know, they come in blind to sales, right? They think they're going to crush it, motherfuckers. You have no idea mm. what you're in for. If you have never come into a, if you can never come into the fitness industry with no marketing and sales experience, they they don't teach you that no, shit. They don't.
0: And being they a good trainer isn't enough. Yeah, this being is being why a good I say to
1: people, 100, bro. Like I say to people, I have been fucking put here on this earth to bridge the gap between the governing bodies that teach people, like back home it's reps, right? So Mm -hmm. I've been put here to bridge the fucking gap between (laughs) reps and success. Because without reps, and over here it's the Australian Institute of Fitness and all the governing bodies, without someone in the middle saying, fuck, but knowing what a fucking bicep, tricep, meridius, brachius, decius is. And your clients don't give a shit about that. If you can't market and sell, you're fucked. It's that Mm. simple. And because I was able to do that over time by failing and failing and failing over and over again to eventually winning, that's obviously why I'm here now. That's my purpose, but let's not get off track. The early stages were tough, man. I'll I'll never think, or sorry, I'll never forget about, I've been asked to go out on countless occasions. My missus, um, her sister is in Melbourne here. So she has family and um, her partner um, who, obviously brother and sister-in-law to us now and him asking me to go out with him for beers and being like I actually have about $2.50 to my name and not one these are boys like over here I know boys that are that own multiple million dollar construction businesses I know hustlers from from England and Ireland that have very well set up businesses here like the opportunity in Australia is amazing and I wanted to socialize with them you know, a few months ago, I was making enough money to go out and blast a few hundred bucks a week on beers. You know, I could do that. Mm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I remember my missus giving me pocket money. Yeah. Fucking pocket money. I, like, at this time now, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like 28 years old. Pocket money from my missus, yeah. not even my mom and dad. My mom and dad are a fucking million miles away on the other side of the world. They ain't giving me shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so again, it's tough. But I remember the first sale, like it was like like it was yesterday. Um, I basically went through my first consultations before I uh, first ten consults before I first made my sale, and that first sale was big, and it was like forty bucks a week. Mm. Forty bucks. That experience, that confidence boost, knock on effect. You know, forty bucks turned into eighty, turned into one hundred twenty, turned into two hundred, turned into three hundred. Four fifty. Then I could cover my fucking rent. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then that—that's like okay, rent's paid. Where's my money? You keep going. I think this is this is a really important thing for the listeners, and if they're at this stage, is that I—I never knew where I was going with the PT stuff. I never knew. I I had no goal with it. I had no like, okay, I want to get to this, this, and this level. I want to hire people. I want to become a coach. I had no idea that you could get past being fully booked. And this is where so many PTs today that I work with, they need to fucking hear this. I thought there was a ceiling. When you're fully booked, that's it. You're selling time mm. for money for the rest of your fucking life. You're a slave to the gym and that's it. You earn pretty good coin and you manage yeah, your own you
0: lifestyle. You do. It's fucking, you earn okay coin, but you you know, you know can earn okay coin fucking, you know, holding bricks up a ladder. You can, you can it, the amount of work that is required to fill your calendar and then fulfill it is fucking like d- just d- d- enough to depress someone like i know and it's it, it's fucking once you have filled your calendar great good job now you're locked into fulfilling that for fucking <laughs> however long it is yeah. i mean how long's a piece of string because most yeah, of yeah. them don't ever snap out of that correct most of them continue so they work themselves to the ground fulfilling those clients and filling their calendar and that is it You're
1: 100% right, dude. I I work to this day, to this fucking day, I'm coaching people that I will speak to today because of my, um, as I say, very intimate consulting approach. I speak to my clients every fucking day. And you don't get that with many people, but I care about them that much, right? I want to give to them what I I, I wanted when I was Mm -hmm. getting coached. Um, To this day, that have 10 years experience and I'm helping these guys leverage their business for the first time. Well, I, I've only been in this industry four and a half five years. Mm. Like four and a half five years ago, I wasn't in Melbourne. I didn't have the three houses that I have now. The nice cars. I didn't have nothing of the materialistic shit. I was in a fucking hole, laying shit pipe, sewer, and mm. stormwater pipes, with no mm. I, like. I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I was happy, but I had no idea, and it just took off. It it, it took off. But again. Um a lot of people always ask as well, like how did it grow so fast in that time? It, I don't really know, but I've like you've got to work hard, but I always say this is something that's really, really powerful the the true to becoming successful is to have a desire for helping other people that far outweighs the benefit of the monetary income for yourself. Mm. I became a very good p t. And I'm now I'm now a very good business coach, and I'm 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 not I'm not afraid to blow smoke up my ass here. My clients know what I fucking do. A lot of people know what I do. I'm a fucking beast at it, and it's that simple. The results are there. If you want to go have a look, and you want to call me arrogant, fucking call me arrogant. I don't care. But I'm fucking good. That's that's belief. That's mindset. The reason why I'm that good is because I give a shit about other people more than I care about myself. And that's why a lot of people won't ever get to the level where they want to get to in life. Real talk is mm. because they care about themselves too much. They're following the monetary gain. They're not following helping other people. Mm. That is That right there is real talk. And that that like I said to you right at the beginning, man, like you look at me, I'm not a bad Nick, but I, <laughs> there's so many PTs out there that are in far better Nick than me but they might not be where I am today in terms of, you know, my journey and what I've achieved. And it's not a game. It's not a competition, but it's just real talk. And that's what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I noticed something when I was in the fitness space and, and I was PT and I noticed um, there's a lot, there was a lot of personal trainers in great shape that broke as fuck like loads. Yeah. I was like surprised yeah. by how many, um, but you know, again, that, I guess that just comes down to a, a, a lack of, um understanding about what it truly takes to build a good business because you know building your body is no different right getting into shape is no different than getting your business into shape it's metrics it's numbers it's data it's tracking it's kpis it's all that good stuff um but there's just like a disconnect for a lot of these PTs. It's yeah. like they build the six pack and the cap shoulders and they think that's going to carry my marketing. If I post enough <laughs> pictures, <laughs> if I if I post <laughs> enough pictures of a fucking back double bicep, people going people I'm going to have so many leads they're going to be knocking on my door. Man, and and you know, but it's so wrong. That's not so going to happen. I mean, yeah, okay, there's an anomaly every now and again. I mean, I know a handful probably of personal trainers that have built their business but they are shit at marketing and the way they built it was literally just hard fucking work graft and pictures of their abs but it's that yeah it doesn't happen often it's an anomaly so when you were going through this phase of like building your business did you because you mentioned about being coached there um was you being mentored coached was you in a program Was you reading books like talk to me about that unpack that
1: yeah, 100. percent So, and this is this is the last phase of the journey before it comes to me becoming a coach. So, really, really crucial. Um, I got up to a level where I was doing about 25 sessions a week, Yeah. and I think this is a very common level. I pick up a lot of guys and help them all over the world um, when they're sort of they're stable. They might be earning around 500 quid a week or a thousand a thousand bucks a week or something like that, and, and it fluctuates, and you just can't really break through. And for, luckily for me, in the gym that I was at. I was the only PT. So that helped me grow up to that level quite easily. A lot of people don't ever get to 25 sessions. You know, and unfortunately there's a 60 or 80% dropout rate in the industry over here in the first six months. And uh, there's probably similar worldwide. Anyway, one of the other trainers at another one of these franchise gyms had a business coach. And we'd hooked up a couple of times at Christmas parties because the people who owned my gym owned that gym and they owned another one. So we'd all congregate the three gyms. And he was like, dude, I've seen what you're doing. I've got this fucking business coach, right? And I was like, With business coach? What's that? <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. Like, do you know what I mean? Fuck it. I, I, I had no idea. Anyway, he's like, I've doubled my business in three months. I was like, say what? Double? And I was like, I know he, his numbers weren't like $100 a week to $200. It was more like $1,500 to three dollars right? So I was like, mm a week not bad right 12 k 12 k months right i'm like all right I, I'm i'm gonna hook up with this guy so i hooked up with this guy and anyone that's with us listening they know my story they know who he is i, I don't need to talk about this guy right um i signed up to change my life
0: mm.
1: i signed up to, with this guy um i changed my life i i, I grew and scaled my business from under a thousand dollars about a thousand dollars a week to $9,000 a week in 18 months and we were doing close to half and was just shy of half a million dollars turnover um i went as a i went from being a one man band to a team of five trainers and get this this is the icing on the cake one of those trainers was good old buddy lance from the isle of man who came out here brilliant to travel <laughs> and i fucking hired the car. Like, I mm. can't like, you can't make this stuff up brilliant. and like it's I'm telling you and Lance he like it wasn't as if he was like he's my best mate yeah this is this is my this is my um best man at my wedding here he was mm. rapt to be able to come and work for for SRF fitness like but this just shows you the fucking journey do you know mm. what I mean and again mm. anyone that's listening like don't say this journey is it's always tumbling for me to listen to it myself talking about it but again Matt, I thank you for the opportunity dude you know what I mean course, it's great man. to great to get this stuff out but yeah we, we we grew super quick um we hired five people we had three different locations and it was i'm gonna tell you i would say 80 to 90 percent of it was down to that coach
0: mm. yeah. Simple. facilitate growth don't they and this is the thing man i mean a lot of people are afraid to invest a lot of, uh, you know, I fucking, like I said, with fit story we you know, we were in the scene for what, like a, a year before I stepped out and went dormant. and it's coming back. There's some yeah. stuff happening. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. But in
0: that time, you know, I, you know, I was in the online space for three years in total. And I just saw like so many people were afraid to fucking invest. So it's, I, I don't get that. I don't understand that because all the times when I've invested and I'm not talking about making an ROI in terms of money it hasn't always been that way but every time i've invested in myself um i've grown so to me it's like a no-brainer to invest in myself in my business in a coach in a mentor that can guide me and take me down the path that i want to go um but for so many they struggle why do you think they struggle with with like laying down that decision before you do dude. it i'll
1: tell you and this just shows your level of thinking and I've thought like this myself, right? You were, you used the word invest about five times, right? Business coaching, there's two types of people. If you when, when you talk about business coaching, people who see it as a fucking expense or a cost or people that see it as an investment. Mm. It is that simple. When I invest, I invest in property. In the, the last four years, because of what we've been able to do with the company, we have um, three properties, right? in the last four years, I invest into property. I don't live in three houses, no one does. You invest into it. Why do you buy houses, right? Because you expect them to grow as capital, right? Over time, it's an investment, right? The reason why people have such an ugly relationship with hiring business coaches is because they always see it as a cost. Mm. When I speak to someone now, it's the investment is X, Y, Z. So when they say, how much does your service cost? They said there's no cost. The investment is X, Y, Z because I provide quick return on investment. Like when you have that and when you've got obviously the social proof that you can back it up, that you do do that. Again, I did it myself. What I'm going to show you is exactly how I did, but how I've actually now fine-tuned it to do it even quicker, done that with so many people. So you're, you're fucking guaranteed to win. Like mm. people work at me, they win. Sounds arrogant, but it's the truth. Anyone that's watching it or listening to this, they know but they see it as an investment plus they see the social proof and they see all of my stuff that i post online which helps it it helps buffer it sweeten the deal make the clothes a bit easier um but they see it as an investment every single person that signed up with me um recently every single person's made 100 percent return on investment it, it's i've never ever actually never delivered return on investment Ever. And I'm talking financial return on investment, you know, like, it's not like you said, I mean, a lot of coaches out there are great at like adapting mindset, mindset and, and making shifts for making, making people realize they can achieve more and stuff, which is invaluable. But for me, if, if you're going to be blunt, it's like people, if you're hiring a business coach, you want to make fucking money. That's what, that's what for me, it comes down to. If yeah. you are a business, if you're a business coach, and you're not fucking making your clients' money, you should take a look take a long, hard look at yourself. It mm. pisses me off. I like, dude, I have the amount of people that come to me and say, I've been shafted by a coach, I've been shafted by this coach. It it, it angers me to hear that. Like I mm. said, mm. the reason why I'm so passionate is because helping people outweighs the monetary gain I get paid by my clients. Mm. You know what I mean? Having that passion to help people, but um, Yeah, I think, again, maybe those coaches that aren't necessarily helping some people as much as they could be, maybe they're focusing on the financial gain Mm. rather than, you know, focusing on having a client that's invested into them, which they should then be delivering on, right? But yeah, yeah, man, hopefully that kind of, that that makes sense, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, one thing that I want to touch on is because you've spoken about successes and, you know, it's fucking... It's awesome what you've managed to do. But I I just have this feeling that it didn't all come so easily. Was there adversity? Was there setback? Was there challenges? Was it difficulty? Was there, you know, something that held you back during that growth? Or was it streamlined straight to the top when you did it?
1: Um Look, I think look straight streamlined straight to the top is no and and definitely I, look, I'll put my hand up. like I'm proud of what I've achieved. I ain't nowhere near the top, right? But to where I am today, streamlined no. I wouldn't say there was um, that I can think of major outsets, but I think or, or setbacks, but what there what there is and what there will be on any journey is multiple situations or multiple, events that happen that test your will to keep fucking going. Mm. That's what I would say. Like, I don't have my fitness business today. I let that thing fucking go. I let it go to focus on my consulting, right? I had, there were times where I had trainers attempt to take half my business from me, right? That was no nobody else's fault than my own right take i can take full responsibility for anything that happens to me in my life that's one of the reasons why I, I, again i believe the journey had no massive setbacks there was some little things and decisions but take being able to take responsibility for everything that fucking happens to you is 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 a credential that even some of the some people that are successful still don't have they'll play a blame game mm-hmm. but there were lots of times where i could say fuck this these people have screwed me over i'm quitting there have been times where I have said to myself, do you know how much it would be so easy to go and work in a nine to five? Do you know what I mean? Like there have been multiple setbacks which test you to keep fucking going. And unfortunately, I think, I don't think I know because I work I clients on my books that still are like this. These days, people aren't prepared to do the shit that they need to do to get to where they want to be inside their head. And when as soon as they realize that they're not built like that, Mm. They just stop and they go and get the nine to five. So mm. for me, no setbacks, but multiple times where I could have thrown it in the bin and gone, do you know what? I, I'm like after the first house, most people are like, man, you've got a house. You've got a kid. You've got a I I had a golf R at the time, like a nice golf fucking R car. I was like, you like, you've got everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are, I'm not getting started here I, because I I, mm. I I wanted more. I knew there was more, but when they tell you that, and these are like close friends and that and and people that you, you see in, in in the gym and other other people that see your success. I trust me, I fucking thought about stopping. I could have easily, you know what I mean? Mm. It's it just tests your will. Um, I never had massive setbacks, but I had multiple situations where I could have easily just gone, do you know what? I'm done with this. So like, like, what's the point? Um, mm. I think there's there's a lot of times in the consulting business as well where. Um, we talked about models before we, we we hit record about your model that you put together for Earth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I have changed my model within Pinnacle for my consulting that many times. Um, I've lost, and in in a couple of times in ugly fashion, I've I've lost a couple of clients. I'm not proud of it. It's down to me. I'm not going to, even though even though I could say it's the client's fault, right? Which is the easy way out. I take mm-hmm. responsibility for it there's been multiple times in remodeling now what i deliver and how i structure my consulting how everything works that tested me and i could have gone do you know what i'm not i'm, I'm over it but i mm. keep going and that's what's enabled me to get to a position today with a model um which is which is enabling me to do what i'm doing as a one-man band i I don't, mm. I don't have any staff
0: you know what is that de- what has done that as well is definitely the uh like we said at the beginning the upbringing it was the yeah it was- letting you f- fail forward that's right
1: that's right dude and you're that's still why doing it now i was like i've never actually thought about it but subconsciously it's ingrained in you or it's ingrained in me since day dot to be a na- to enable you to go through something mm. even knowing like i to this day see my clients want to do something and i'm like i've got you i'll catch you when you fall but you're gonna hit a fucking wall here and when mm. you hit the wall and you fall i'll catch you and be like told you so right (laughs) and it's the same thing but that sometimes that's very clever it's very clever consulting when you can do that or very clever parenting right to be Mm. able to allow people to get to hurdles realize that they're they're too small to be able to climb over the fucking 100 foot wall and they definitely can't run through it um and you know but then go now you see what i was saying before you know it's clever and then Mm. you know i think that's how I realized that I've, I've become a very good teacher. Um, mm. That as well is another interesting thing. Uh, how I, re- I how I realized I became a very good teacher, and that is all from my dad.
0: It's yeah. cra-
1: it's crazy when I when when I fathomed that concept in my mind. My dad worked like I said, for, he worked for Barclays. His job in Barclays is to take seminars, and um, he does a large like large conferences and trains people, right we always thought as a family, like what? what's the link between like you in Australia as a geologist going into being a PT to like, where has you got that shit from, right? Do you know what I mean? Like when it clicked, like, as a consultant, I'm a teacher. My dad is a teacher in a different field. Mm. Um, what I'm very good at doing, and this is why I succeeded as a PT, is because I might not have been able to fucking deadlift 200 kilos. I might not have been able to bench 150 kilos. I could hold my own, don't get me wrong. But I was good at fucking changing people's mindset. Mm. And if you are if you are good, and this is for anyone wanting to become a PT, the most credible thing you can have as a PT is not how you can put a meal plan together in a program. It's about you being able to change the way people think so that they can make changes in their life, which gets them the results that they want if you can do that, and the same thing with coaching, it's about how you explain the journey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, have the marketing, have the sales training, have the strategies, have everything they need, but making someone click and change mentally mm-hmm. that is when you know you're a good fucking coach. Hundred percent and a teacher,
0: personal trainers, coaches that in terms of the online coaches, they're mindset coaches. That's really what you are. That's what, That's what it
1: is. is. It's a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. You're hundred percent right, brother. It's it's a mindset coach. Yeah. That's what it is, and yeah. when you realize that, you become unstoppable. And like again, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say what I have is the freaking top of the pile. It's not like I'm obviously you're gonna be proud of what you've got. Yeah, I am. But I'm also humble. I carry myself. I don't go. F- no one's ever seen a photo of my car. I don't go post that shit on social media. Maybe once when I first bought it, you know, like that's mm, the achievement.
0: But the Range Rover. The nice. Range, yeah, like <laughs> it's
1: nice, but like. It, like it's it's materialistic shit. Like you know, it doesn't matter. And basically, you got to be humble and just keep going. And like I said, for me, I get up every day. I work. I'm blessed. I'm fucking. I'm looking out the like looking out the window here. It's clear blue sky. I'm in Australia. I'm gonna go service my clients, and then I'll probably have more people come to me and message me because of me portraying a message of helping other people. And mm-hmm. if you do that. If you're showing off the right social proof, if you're promoting yourself in a way which is not, look at my fucking abs, look at my fucking double, bi- double bicep, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, just fucking help people. Yeah. That's why I have uh, being on this earth to bridge the gap between reps and fucking success. Yeah. Because they you don't, don't get there without absolutely. having help.
0: Yep. Yeah, they don't teach that stuff, man. I mean, no. one of the things that I was going to say is uh, I was checking out your um, Facebook and shit. And, um, mm yeah i see a post quite recently uh you cuz you got so there's just getting this right there's a yeah. a group for pinnacle fitness consu- uh, consultant and yeah, then yeah. yeah and then you also have a like a fitness tips and
1: health fitness and nutrition tips yeah.
0: yeah like a like a group for that too and this is the one that i'm that i'm referring to so, you, so i see this on the post some you grown from 20,000 members roughly kind of pre covid yeah. You've hit over a hundred thousand members in that group yeah. now. Um, so and obviously that's quite an important thing for people to be doing because it's extending their network, it's building an ecosystem that they can market to and ultimately sell to. Um, in the with the intention of helping people, obviously, what we've been talking about. But it's important, like building out an ecosystem online is in important. So what tips, hacks? tricks can you kind of give people into how you kind of saw that growth over the last few months what does it look like bro um the
1: the post like the post um and if anyone wants to check it out the facebook like the the log of this success like you said i actually had no idea that it was 20 up until fucking 100 through covid do you know what i mean but um on that post and this is what i'm getting at there are there's three points and there is no fucking secret And again, this comes down to just testing you as an individual for anything you do in life. Number one is be persistent. You want to grow a Facebook group, if you want an Instagram following, if you want anything like that, right? Be Mm. persistent. So that basically means don't fucking stop, right? Mm. People think... When you start a Facebook group for the first time, or even a business, a business page, we'll use this example because people want likes, right? They want attention. That's what people <laughs> give a shit about, right? Send I don't it care. to all my
0: friends. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
1: Simon's invited you to like Pinnacle Fitness Consult. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. Like but anyway. If, when you start Please your, don't sh-
0: do that, by the way. If anyone's listening to this <laughs> now, you're like, you was about to press the fucking send button to, so, your, yeah, button, yeah. to, yeah. back to your Facebook page. It's, this
1: is the, the thing point. I would say. <laughs> you can do it. To me, I'll like it, but it's fucking wrong. Like your business page likes don't do shit. Anyway, so be persistent. Like I said, people think that when they get these likes and when they get people into their groups, they're going to start making money or they're going to start growing fast. I'll be honest with you, bro, I ha- that, that group's not monetized. I don't know why I'm growing that group. I was doing it as a PT two years ago. I've just continued to do it. Mm. I, so I, I, I'm, a, I just, I'm addicted to it. I can go on there now, refresh, it'll be someone's requested to join. Refresh, three other people. So and I've got, there's 28,000 pending posts on there, right? You know, like it's just gone off. But anyway, number one, I didn't have those requests or the pending posts at the start. Be fucking persistent. It will mm. you can never fail if you don't quit mm. the first year and a half is the hardest part pretty much the first year after that the group starts growing on its own so persistency that what goes hand in hand with that number one is consistency so persist but be consistent mm. so if you've got a page that or a group or anything like that a following that you want to grow and you and you believe it Belief is fucking everything in this world, right? You want to believe it? You want to believe what the mind can see and you can achieve it or whatever that, that quote is, right? I never, st- I, I never, I was told to post different content in that group and I was like, no, the group is health, fitness and nutrition tips. So i post that and eventually some people wanted to post in there. So I'd approve that. I'd decline a lot of the bullshit spam. And to mm. this day, it's a fucking full-time job to d- delete spam, I'm telling you, yeah. fuck me.
0: Yeah. But anyway-
1: don't change the message. Be consistent with the message. Mm. Be persistent and consistent. Um, I can the, just the, jump
0: in and say, bro, before yeah. you give number three, um, it, it, like you're not talking shit here, man. I mean, just to give you guys a, a listening a like a refresher of what happened um, in 2020 with this story. So we were making waves. We were, you know, really starting to fucking make a dent and, you know, one, two, skip a few, we split and kind of things went off one way, or the other. And I stopped creating content for Fit Story TV. I stopped. I stopped. Yeah. I knew that in the back of my mind, I was always going to start back up again because, again, uh, it was I'm, I'm passionate about this. I, I, this is something that I enjoy doing. And that's even if it never made any money, I just would do this anyway because I just fucking love it. Um, but I stopped. I stopped whilst I tried to find alignment to my to my goals and to my vision, and you know coming back has been a bit of a grind already. Um, there's a lot of support there, and I think from being connected um, with people like Ben Azadi, Christopher, uh, Brian, Mark, uh, Doctor Jen Fit, Jacqueline Newmoff, like all these names, um, Lauren Tickner, like so many people that I've connected with in the space, and of course that helps because you know. P- P- those people have supported they've shared here and there on Instagram and Facebook and it's amazing but but because I stopped creating because I stopped showing up yes the numbers changed I'm not letting that shit deter me I'm going to keep going I'm going to keep pushing forward and I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to be consistent so what Simon's saying is so true and I know that to be true because I've been in that position I had it going was making waves was starting to re- really create some powerful fucking impact and then i stopped for whatever reason don't even matter The reason doesn't even fucking matter i stopped and i stopped being consistent with what i was doing and that is why i'm in a position of rebuild now
1: 100 i think there's one of the most powerful analogies of all time that i've seen is an image right and it's of a little miner who's chipping away right and he, and you can see that what's behind the dirt right Mm-hmm. chipping away chipping away and he fucking gives up right here right and the analogy is basically don't stop because you never know how close you are in in, in this is something i i do when i coach people i talk about time versus effect right mm. in life in general in business in everything there's two accesses two axis right and you've got a y and an x axis and basically there's time and effect you are going to see minimal effect in multiple things in your life but as long as you keep fucking pushing this motherfucker along this axis or this axis eventually effect will come in and that's when you get for example relating it back to the Facebook group the group grows itself I don't do shit everything I, everything I do each day is just approve 500 more people. That want to come into the group. I I go through. There's another 400 posts to go through. I don't I don't can't I can't go through all of them. But what I'll do is I'll go and approve two or three of them a day. Keep people happy. Again, be consistent. Do you know what I mean? Interesting as well. Before the third point, I actually dropped the group for a while, dude. Like mm. yourself with with story Stories. It's it's. It, it, I dropped it. I didn't give it any attention, and then I I kept seeing these notifications come up, and I'm like. You know, when I closed the PT business, that's what I did is I stopped it. Cause I was like, it's health, fitness and nutrition tips. I'm now doing business coaching. You know, I should do something else. But I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna pick it back up again. And when I picked it up, it was at 8,000. It's now hit a hundred. And I still don't know what I'm doing with it. <laughs> but I'm doing it because the third point is do it to help other people. That is what the icing on the cake is my whole message this this podcast has been to make sure that you do things to help other people and if you do that that outweighs the monetary gain you're going to get because we're all we're all here to make a buck right let's not be let's not beat around the bush this is a business i'm making a living i'm a business consultant i do it to make money right obviously but what drives me is helping other people and the same thing with that facebook group my missus every day are you fucking on that facebook group again i'm just sat there decline 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 you know herbalife herbalife all these things people trying to do. Promote yeah. do that shit mate like i'm talking there's twenty six thousand of those posts on there but i just keep doing it and i i, I know for some reason it will come in handy but yeah. who knows but The reason why I'm taking time out of my day, every fucking day, and I could be putting that time into other things. Hell, I could be taking that time to spend freaking an extra 20 minutes with my kids. But I don't because I'm obsessed and I will not, I don't stop. I'm consistent, persistent, keep going. And in business, yeah, it's essential. Those traits are fucking essential. But most people to to this day, and I hate to say it, but it's just, it's truth bomb, truth bomb drop people aren't fucking cut out for it man they're not mm. cut out for it people want they want to do like like eric thomas says people want to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts fucking do and it's that simple man like if you are not prepared as people say to me all the time how did you grow that group oh, i want to grow a group and i'm like you you'd be pre- be prepared to fucking post daily like accept it. and not yeah. doing it they're not people don't want to do the work mm. you know the fitness industry, the fitness industry itself, screams it these days. People are looking for shortcuts. Here's yeah. another golden gem for everyone: if you're thinking of running an eight-week challenge or a six-week challenge, those things are fucking done. People can't stick at shit for six weeks,
0: mm. right? Six and days is normally hard. Fucking barrier for people. To... That's
1: right. I did a three-day business growth challenge. Oh, sorry, I did... no, it wasn't. It was a seven-day, seven-day business growth challenge. Crushed it had people make 600 bucks reoccurring income right for free i did it for free right obviously then i signed some clients up but people could stick to that for seven days if you're out there and you're doing challenges in your business so just some off the topic value for you always think okay i want to do a 12-week challenge right just ask yourself a question Would the obese man over there because the world's getting fatter because of all the fucking stuff that we don't need to get into. Would the obese man over there stick at your strict ass meal plan of chicken and broccoli 20 times a fucking second for, for, for 70 days? Would he do that? What's the answer? No. Think outside the box. Shrink it. Compact it. How to get people quick results, but healthy results, which you can then build on once they unlock the belief that anything is possible. Do you know what I mean? I think that that's also something that's crucial to where I am today. You know, it's about taking constant small steps forward, being positive, consistency, and persistency, you know.
0: 100%. I love those tips, man. Really do. I mean, I, you know, Fit Story kind of grew a bit organically as well. But like I said, the, the community, once you stepped off the gas, is going to take some time to, to build it back up. But just want to reiterate on what you said. The key thing is if you're doing it to help someone, it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares exactly. about fucking numbers? The money I comes later. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. That's right. The money comes later. Like it's like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not here to not make money. I run a business, man. Everyone runs a business. Everyone that's a PT. Here's a question. Ask yourself, would you go and do what you do as a PT for free? Because if your answer is no, you're probably in the wrong fucking space. I um. do. I do. I would, that's why I'm doing this group. That's why I'm like, doing the hundred thousand. I'm event. doing it for free. I don't care. You did.
0: And you did. And that's just right. You know, people, people right. I remember people asking me that same question. Would you do what you're doing if you, if you didn't get paid? And I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't get paid.
1: Yeah, that's right. For
0: a long time. That's I didn't right. get paid that's as an entrepreneur. Right. You silly motherfucker. So yeah, that's I would. Right. <laughs> and I have. That's right. <laughs> and that's I
1: did. Right. <laughs> and, you know, The thing is as well, is that if you've got that ingrained into your mindset, Take the fucking money away, man. I'll go build it again. You can't You can't take away what you've learned. It's priceless. Mm. So um, you're better off learning from people. Yeah, like I'll put my little picture here. You're looking to grow a business. Learn from the people who've fucking done it. Mm. Fast track your success. Don't see it as a cost. Look at it as an investment, but find someone that has what you want and they will teach you how to get it. It's quite simple when you think about it, right? 100%. Like, but for some reason, people just confuse it, and they te- they talk to the, they talk themselves out of it. They twist it. This guy must be just looking to take my money, right? He must be, dude. If you think like that, go and find someone that is actually trying to do that. You know, I I let it go, but invest, man. Not not cost. Invest, not cost. And hundred yeah, percent can't fail, man. If you never quit.
0: Well, on that, I actually wanted to plug what you're doing so it in terms of fucking social media i'll obviously plug your ig in the show notes but um what where can people find out more about what you offer and you mentioned these the free challenges where you help people make money um for free like all they have to do is stick to the fucking process and they will get some results maybe sometimes people don't sometimes they do um but where can they find out about some of that stuff is there somewhere that they need to go to find out more about what you're doing pinnacle
1: Do you know what? I'm going to probably give you a completely different answer. Some people won't like this, but I'm going to fucking do it, man. Because, you know, we're here. I'm talking with Matt and it's raw, right? So I'm going to tell you the fucking truth. These days, I do very limited marketing, right? If anyone wants to find out more, I'll give you um, Insta's, Insta's dead. I don't do it. It's all outsourced. So I have someone to look after that. Um, and I, I'm not a massive fan. Uh, my Facebook profile is where all the, the the social proof is some little nuggets i've got a vip group i'll give you the link request to join my honest thing um the one more thing what do you say that challenge where i help people get the money um i won't do another one i won't do it because mm-hmm. i gave away far too much value and the reason why is that people don't respect it
0: part of this kind of like a bit of a problem we've created ourselves by delivering all this free value in the online space and making content so available and so abundant is we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a oh, bit because sad. yeah because it's now so available that you know people will just go for what's free um yeah. and and that, that has kind of created a little bit of an issue in the space so i'm glad that you're saying that and kind of retracting on giving so much for free and it's not to say i mean fuck there's so much you can go and find online to to help you do it so it's not like you'll ever be in a lack of information or content to help you build it but i'm glad that you're the, the kind of person that would say that and yeah you know value your time more than because they can go get it from somewhere you know they can find it yeah
1: you're right you're right i think look i'll be honest with you that that um that free challenge before i get to like basically how to reach out and where to go that free challenge dude i'm like i'm talking like there's people that do fucking free challenges what i gave in that free challenge made people 20k a year from nothing what like i'm not talking this is no bullshit challenge that i did what i did is i took people fast tracked through the first 2 weeks of my high ticket consulting program which cost 26k i gave that away right i gave it for fucking free right i'm more than happy to give it because i was like look i'm going to do it let's 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 help people here right and obviously, look, it was great. I picked up some clients. But the thing is, is that people looking around for stuff for free and with that mindset won't ever get anything out of anything. You need to invest. You need to you know, have that, that mental commitment. That, that one I won't do again. But this is what I say to people i'm 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 very happy with my with my clientele that I coach. i I, I believe I personally have the best coach uh, the best clients in the world. And, and what I've done to get to this point has enabled me to attract this this caliber of clientele. I love what I do. I love my clients. I will do anything for them. They are my focus. If you want help and if you want to get into and get an insight into what it is, then there is a link to book a phone call. And if you're not prepared to jump on a fucking phone call, then don't come near me, do you know what I mean? Like, I and it sounds horrible, but I've been doing this long enough to have gone through thousands of DMs and thousands of fucking phone calls and thousands of everything. People that wanna do it, when I portray and put the right message out there in what I believe, again, with persistency and consistency, I attract the right clientele. And if anyone has liked you know, the, what they've heard today or seen any of the content, Um, online or any they've seen my name anywhere there are links to booking calls go onto my facebook go onto the business um the business page and fucking let's hook up you know because i've been there myself again me and matt anyone that's that's at a level that's um inspiring to others has been through you know being shy or whatever i'm telling you anyone wants help book a call let's hook up if i can't help you i'm gonna tell you straight up But that is where you can find me. It's DM me, ask for a calendar link. That for you is the first step of jumping out of your comfort zone. And if I'm not Mm. the right coach for you and there is someone out there, you've listed a few previously, that are a fucking man, go with them. I love other business coaches. It's not a battle. There's no competition. I don't Mm. see competition. I don't thrive off it. I know what I'm doing works very fucking well. So I just do me. But if, if you can hit that DM button or hit message and send me a message, jump on a call and I can just give you value. Like hopefully we've done today so far, my job's done. And if it means that you go and work with Joe blogs and give him your money, fair fucking play. Like I said, I'm not here to do it for money. I'm doing something. it to help you. So if you want to, if you want to reach out you message and, That's what a lot of people have always said, man, like after we finished up on doing podcasts and interviews and trainings, like how do people get hold of you? It's like booking a fucking call, man. When are you gonna get sick to death of where you are? When are Mm. you gonna get that fucking sick and tired that your business is running you and your bank account into a fucking, into a minus and into the ground? When do you wanna actually learn fast how to grow? And Mm. it, it is simple. The structures are simple, but again, it's all it's all the minerals in your head, right? If you've got and yeah, you can hustle, you know. And Not and that's why
0: that's why people need people like yourself. You know, that's why people need coaches and mentors, because you know, they just can't fucking do it by themselves. Well, you can. I'm gonna take that back. You can, it's just gonna take you a little longer.
1: It's gonna take you a long time longer, man. yeah. And I, I wouldn't be a coach.
0: Yeah. And I think this year, twenty twenty has hopefully shown everyone that time is not a given is it <laughs> it's fucking you know it just isn't so yeah, take action time,
1: yeah if there's a time for taking it take it now you know what i mean and whether it's with me whether it's with matt whether it's with freaking anyone just make sure that you find the right fit do your research that's why i promote or provide people social proof of what i'm doing because that's there's your there's your, you want me to you want to build some trust there it is you know, but if you think it's bullshit, that's fine. There's always going to be haters. The, the higher up the ladder you get, the more haters you get. You yeah, I mean, how many times, bro? when I've grown people to six-figure income status in like three or four weeks, and they're like, "That's bullshit." I'm like, "All right, it's not. It's not. It doesn't affect me." There's the proof. Act on it. Find the right coach that you resonate with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And take yeah. action. And like what you said, bro. There's no better time than taking it now. And taking action i think that's the message to anyone who's who, who's been with us this far you know
0: 100 well brother i've got to call it a motherfucking night because i yeah. again i'm not sure people realize this is the this is this is persistency consistency and getting it done doing it i'm here now this is 10 30 at night uh, over in the uk what time is it for you over in melbourne now
1: it's uh 9 30 in the morning
0: so 9 30 in the morning First thing in the morning for him, fucking night time for me. And we're still here getting it done. Um, But on that note, I am super fucking tired. I do need some sleep. (laughs) I need some, I I was going to say some beauty sleep, but I'm an ugly motherfucker. I never, never, I never wake up and go, ooh. Look at this guy! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! I wasn't blessed with the jeans, the good-looking yeah. jeans, bro. <laughs> but I do need some beauty sleep. So this has been uh, awesome, brother, to connect with you again. Um, anyone listening, I do highly recommend that you go connect um with Simon Finch and go and see what he's doing at the very least. And like he said, if 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 the if the time is you know, if the time is there to take action, which it definitely is, because there's no time like the motherfucker present, Go book a call, jump on a call with him, and uh, you never know where you might get to. You never know what you might do. You never know what might happen. But until next time, dear Story fam, peace out. Peace.